especially, for example, in Germany, or some of the modern churches that we find in the United States and Europe, or those adaptations to local architecture that we find, for example, in Africa or Asia, that sort of represents for us the fact that the church has changed and changed quite radically and dramatically in 2,000 years. Nevertheless, we need to think of the other side of the coin because when Pope Benedict celebrates Mass today at the high altar of St. Peter's, he is standing probably only a few yards from where his first predecessor, his original predecessor, Peter, was executed in the 60s AD. And of course, that link of Benedict to Peter is also our link directly to Jesus, as after all, Peter was, I think it can be rightly said, the Prince of the Apostles. So we're going to be examining this 2,000-year history and considering both some of the changes, but also looking at elements of continuity. And I hope you'll find this is an exciting and interesting and occasionally dramatic journey that we're going to take together. We need to begin with some definitions. We need to begin with the words we're going to be using over and over again, because sometimes the sort of basic dictionary definition we're all used to doesn't really work for what we're about to undertake. So let's take the word church. It actually is a Middle English word that comes from the Greek word that means Lord. That is to say the word Kyrios, as we find it in the liturgy with Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy. But church is a translation of a Greek word, the word ecclesia, which means assembly. It's a very important point because very often when we say church, we tend to think of buildings or even institutions while first and foremost, we need to recognize that church really is the people of God. It refers to people, not to institutions, and certainly not to buildings. The next term we have to look at is the term Catholic. It is also a Greek word, and it's a Greek word that means universal. Occasionally, in fact, even today, we will find the word used in that more generic sense without any religious connotation. And that word Catholic sometimes surprises Catholics, capital C, when they hear it not only in a, in a situation that's not religious at all, but when they know that many, many Christians who are not Roman Catholics recite the Nicene Creed. And in the Nicene Creed, we believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. And sometimes Protestants seem to think that Catholics have sort of waylaid the term Catholic, and they will say, we're Catholics too. Sometimes Catholics wonder, why are people who are not, again, capital C Catholic, using our term, using our word? We need to remember that when we're dealing with the word Catholic, we simply mean universal. Now, obviously, in some ways, what we're going to be interested in, in this course, is how small c Catholic, small c church becomes Big C Catholic, Big C Church, how it becomes the designation of one particular group, albeit the biggest group of Christians in the world, more than a billion at the beginning of the 21st century. In some ways, how we go from little C, little C to big C, big C is going to be the story that's going to unfold in this course about the history of the Catholic Church. We're going to take an essentially chronological approach. Uh, historians are sort of funny that way. We sort of like to begin at the beginning and end at the end. There will be some exceptions to that. We'll stand back a couple times 
and talk about a particular theme or a particular part of Catholic history and not do it in strict chronology. That's especially going to be true when we get to the modern world because, of course, the church is so worldwide and so complex. We don't want to be hopping from continent to continent to keep things in chronological order. Let me suggest that in certain ways we have big designators, big markers along the way that can sort of segment the church's history for us and therefore make it a little bit more comprehensible. For the first 400 or so years, it's very difficult to define the Catholic Church as a big C. So, for example, before the emergence of the papal office and the emergence of a body of doctrine, both of which really come in the 4th and 5th century, there really is hardly a difference between small c, the universal church, and big c, a particular set of institutions. However, as...